Hi there, my name is Robert South. So you don't get confused with my son, it's Robert C. South. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. If you have any comments or concerns, prayer requests, whatever, you can send your prayer request to out of the code. That's all one word, out of the code dot net. Out of the code dot net for prayer request. Also you can there is a form out there on that website for questions about the scriptures. I don't profess to know all of the answers, but I will take your question. I will pray about it, and I will give you an answer as God gives it to me. But I've been thinking a lot about this. I think this is the only second time I've attempted a podcast, and I've been thinking a lot about it, been praying about it quite a bit, and I thought now would be a good time with everything that's going on in the world to sit down, discuss through the Internet what I see what I feel, what I have learned over the years studying the scriptures as to what is happening in this world. You know, in the past, well, 2020, since January the 1st of 2020, we've had tornadoes and earthquakes, and now we have the coronavirus, and it's shutting down businesses, it's putting people out of work, it's making people work from home. We are certainly an unchartered territory in this country and even in the world it's it's an epidemic it's pandemic they're calling it all over the world the coronavirus is about all that you hear and there's a lot of hype there's a lot of speculation but there's also some misdirection some misguidance and just some wrong answers and I was thinking about this the other day as I was listening to some of the Reports, and I was reading some of the stuff that so-called Christians was putting out about, oh, this is the end times, and the, the Jesus is coming back, get ready. Well, Jesus is get, coming back and be ready. Is this the end? I don't think it is the end, but I do believe that we are getting closer and closer. Now, when I say I don't believe it's the end, I don't believe it's the end of mankind as we know it. Today, someone passed away, and it is their end. Their journey here on this earth, that has ended, that has come to a close. Tomorrow, someone will not wake up, and their journey will have ended. So, to them, yes, this is the end. But it's not, I don't believe, the end of time. And I take heart in what the scriptures tells me. From Matthew chapter 24 and starting with verse 3, it says, and, his, and as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, see that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences, and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. 
And then shall be many offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. But I want to point out one scripture, verse 8, from Matthew 24. All these are the beginning of sorrows. That's what we're in. That's what we've what started here is the beginning of sorrows. Just as First Thessalonians, in chapter five, and verse three says, "For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape." Thought a lot of that scripture here lately. A woman travailing contractions, birth pains. As the dad of two adult children now, I remember clearly when my wife was pregnant and we was getting closer and closer to getting the baby into this world. And I remember the anticipation, the excitement. I remember the being nervous and scared even. I'm never with the first one I was never had never been a father before, so I didn't know what to expect. With the second one I I'd been a father, but with each child every child's different, so you don't know what to expect on the second or the third or the fourth or the fifth. I'm the baby of six. I don't think my dad ever ever really knew what to expect from any of us. But as the baby got closer and closer to delivery date, the contractions got worse and harder closer I believe that's what we're experiencing here in the world and especially here in the United States I believe the, the contractions are getting closer together and harder I believe that the baby is about to be born and what's that baby that baby is Jesus Christ in him coming back to set up his rule his kingdom here on this earth that's the baby I'm talking about Yes, he was born as a babe in, in Bethlehem about 2,000 years ago. And right before he was born then, his mother Mary felt the contractions, felt the pain, knew it was time. Well, the earth is feeling the contractions and feeling the pains because we've got wars and rumors of wars. We've got earthquakes in diverse places. Famines, pestilence, Australia just recently burning on fire. Every year, California catches on fire. We've had bad snowstorms in the United States. We've had bad flooding in the United States. And a, a tornado gets into Nashville, into the city itself. Earthquake in Tennessee just recently. An earthquake in Utah just recently. The coronavirus still with us worldwide. So should we worry? The Bible tells us not to worry because it won't add to our stature. So should we be concerned? Well, certainly be concerned. Because just as I was preparing for my birth or for the birth of the two children, 
the bags would be packed and I had run the roads. I knew the path that I was going to take. I had practiced that path. I had it down to a, a minute or two. I knew how long it would take from the house that I was living in to the hospital that the babies was going to be delivered in. I had prepared. Just as then as now, we should prepare. How should we prepare? How, should, how do you prepare for the end of the world? Simple. Except Jesus. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man enter into the, to the Father except by me. He's the door. He's the gate. He's the way. And on the cross of Calvary, 2,000 years ago, 33 and about the third years after he was born and he was led to the cross of Calvary, that's where it was finished. That's where he said, it is finished. That's where it came to a conclusion. 2,000 years, we've been living on that promise of it is finished. He's never lost a war and he's not about to lose one now. Oh, it may feel like sometimes you get, you lose the battle. And I'm not going to tell you you don't. Sometimes you get beat up. Sometimes you have the bad days. and Sometimes you get sick. But Christ is still there. He's still on the throne. He's still doing what he does best. And that's taking care of us. As a Christian... You know, I have to put my trust and my faith in him. I can put my trust and my faith in the government. I can put my trust and my faith in the military. I can put my trust and my faith in the 401ks. Where is that getting me today? With the military, even though it's the strongest in the world, it still can fail. Our government's the best in the world, but it can still fail. Our economy was doing great. Not so good now. So if you've not looked at your 401, I would suggest you not looking at it now. Because if you were counting on your 401 for your retirement, some of it's not there right now. But Christ is always there. So where do you put your trust? Where do you put your faith? How do you put your trust and your faith in the Lord? That's easy. That's the easy part. That's just giving it to him. Oh, Satan will be there and he'll fuss at you and he'll whisper at your, in your ear that you ain't got nothing and that nothing you do is working and you're not worth it. Christ doesn't love you. Oh, I've heard it all. I can go on and on and on. But Jesus does love you. He loves you enough. He went to the cross of Calvary for you. Satan's whispering in your ears because, you know, misery loves company. He wants you to be miserable like him. You know, you'll hear people tell you, oh, well, the God I'll serve or God of heaven is a loving God. And he wouldn't send us to hell. They're right in that respect. He is a loving God and he won't send us to hell. We do it ourselves. Hell was designed for the fallen angels and Satan only. But since the fall of man in the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve ate of the knowledge of, tree, of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, sin entered into mankind. 
sin of disobedience. God told them not to eat of the tree. And they did anyway. They disobeyed. And that separation came between them and God. The Bible tells us that they walked daily with God in the garden until then. And then they went and hid because they knew that they weren't right. They were naked and they were ashamed. And then Christ had to come and die on the cross of Calvary for us. Yes, he was born as a babe in Bethlehem. And yes, he arose from the dead. And I take nothing away from those two. But the real beauty is the cross of Calvary. That's where he shed his blood for us. And without the shedding of blood, there is no omission of sins. So yes, be concerned, be prepared. Give your heart and your life to the Lord. Give your worries, your cares to the Lord. Give your family to the Lord. Give your neighbors and your neighborhood to the Lord. Who knows where this coronavirus is going to come and end? We don't, we don't, can't see. There's no crystal ball. There's no soothsayers or mediums or psychics out there, people. What it is is just a bunch of people making money on your fears. So if you're going to a palm reader or spiritual medium, which I've never understood those two words put together, quit, stop. You're wasting your money. They can't tell you anything. Christ is the answer. He is the only answer. He is the only answer you will ever need. So I encourage you to give your heart and your life to him if you have it. And if you have... Yes, you're going to have bad days. You're going to have hard times. You might even get sick from this coronavirus. But that does not mean that God forsook you. Perhaps he's allowed, and he did allow this coronavirus to hit us. Because, you see, nothing happens without his permission. He allows it, or it comes from him. And all good things come from God. So this didn't come from God. He just allowed it. And perhaps he allowed it. Perhaps we're here. Perhaps this is to get our attention. Perhaps this is for us to slow down and look up and say, Lord, what would you have me to do? What can I do for you? We go to God all the time when we tell him, I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't. We go to him like he's Santa Claus and that, you know, my my mom, dad put, Sears and Roebuck catalog in front of me and said, pick out what you want for Christmas. I knew it wasn't going to get everything I wanted, but I had a long list. They had a, it was easy to shop for me. I wanted it all. I didn't get upset when I didn't get it all, but I wanted it all, so they got me some off of my list. We go to God the same way. I want, I want, I want, I want, I want. How about let's go to God as differently this next time. The next time you pray, how about going to him and saying, Lord, what would you have me to do? Lord, I want you. I don't want your blessings. I want you. I don't want what you can give me. I want you. And Lord, I want you to be with me and to tell me what you want me to do. Perhaps that's why the coronavirus is here. It's to make us slow down, stop, take stock in our life, and understand that we are not in control no matter how much we think we are, we are not in control. 
Guys, no matter what happens, God is still on his throne. And he still loves us. We can die in a car wreck. We can die with this virus. We can die through a heart attack. We can die through cancer. We can die through illnesses. We can just grow old and die. But we should not die without Jesus. Because without Jesus, we do not get to go into heaven. Without Jesus, there's no no way, there's no door, there's no gate. But with Jesus, we get to go to heaven. So, yes, be concerned about what's going on with the world. Pay attention to what's going on in the world. But pay attention to what God is saying. Now, how do I know any of this can happen? How do I know that God's still on his throne? About 25 years ago, I woke up blind, could not see a thing. 25 years later, I'm sitting here on my patio. I'm looking up at the clouds. I'm watching my American flag flap in the breeze. I'm looking at the birds and the butterflies. I'm looking at all the beauty of God's world because he restored my sight. If he can do that for me, what can he do for you? If he can heal me, can he heal you? You see, I've served this, the Lord for about 34 years. Next month, it will be 34 years. I've seen quite a bit of changes in the world, but I've never seen what was going on now like it is right now. I've never seen this before. And I know that God's still on his throne, and he's still there and Jesus is at his right hand making intercession for us and all we have to do is go to him go to him with our concerns with our worries he said come I will leave you with this picture the scene Christ with his disciples he's been teaching and some of the parents are coming up with their children and they're wanting Christ to bless the children. And the disciples are trying to shoo the little kids away. And Christ looks at him and says, Suffer the little children and forbid them not to come unto me. Suffer the little children means allow them to come unto me. Allow the little children and forbid them not to come to me. We're his children and he's wanting us to come to him. We're his children, and he's wanting us to come to him. Now, if you've had a good mom and a good dad, and I did, I had a great mom and a great dad, I know that when I was scared or when I was hurt, I could run to them, and they'd do their best to make it all right. Well, my Heavenly Father doesn't only try. He can, and he will. Guys, Robert C. Sapp, you can hit me up on Facebook. You can hit me up on Instagram or Twitter or any of those. You can also send a prayer request to Out of the Code. That's O-U-T-O-F-T-H-E-C-O-L-D. Out of the Code dot net. Out of the Code's all one word. There's a prayer request form. There is also a question form out there. You can send in your Bible's question. I don't have the answers, but I know the man. I know the author of the book. And when God reveals me the answer... I will reveal it to you. Love y'all. Be careful. Be safe. Wash your hands. Look both ways before you cross the street. 
and be observant to the times we're living in because we are in the days of sorrow. Love y'all.